Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and today is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, only two days left in this year for the ages. Today on the podcast, we're going to open up the mailbag for the final time this year and also update on the latest around our favorite hockey team, the Boston Bruins. First, let me remind you that the podcast is available on any podcast app that you choose, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can find the podcast as well on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. Myself, I can be found at ENC McLaren on both platforms. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, not very familiar with me, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan living in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, which is about an hour west of Toronto, so right in the thick of Maple Leafs country, which has, of course, made for some interesting springs over the last few years. Uh, I have formerly written uh, at The Score as a hockey news editor for about five years and also written for various SB Nation sites, the Hockey Writers, uh, my own site that I ran for a bit, and uh, yeah, just so excited to be able to talk about our favorite hockey team with you on a daily basis. I'll remind you that with uh, training camps beginning on Monday, January, actually they begin on Sunday, January 3rd. So the podcast will be going back to five days a week beginning on the 4th, which is next Monday. Uh, we'll be back with a best of episode tomorrow, my favorite interview of the year and then take Friday off for New Year's Day then back on Monday with five episodes for the week as we break down all the latest at training camp. Speaking of training camp, Bruins slowly starting to trickle in and begin working out at Warrior Ice Arena. On Monday, a number of players took to the ice for an informal skate. Among those to take part was newcomer Craig Smith who signed a three-year, $9.3 million contract in October. He was joined by Anders Bjork, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Par Lindholm, Andre Kasha, David Krejci, Chris Wagner, as well as defenseman Jeremy Lozon, Jirho Vakanainen, and Jacobs Borrell. Nice to see those young guys getting in that extra work. Uh, Dan Vlader was also there skating uh, in net. On Tuesday... Uh, some other Bruins took part. Patrice Bergeron made his first appearance, and he was joined by Brandon Carlo, Trent Frederick, Matt Grizzlick, Carson Kuhlman, Sean Corrali, Charlie McAvoy, Tuka Rask, Zach Sinitian, and Jack Stanika, and also veteran forward Greg McKegg, who signed a one-year two-way deal in October. He made his first appearance for the Bruins. Now, the Bruins also have announced some jersey numbers uh, changes this year. 
And um, a few players obviously getting new numbers. Greg McKegg will wear number 18. Craig Smith will wear number 22. And then a couple of those younger guys have decided to change numbers. Trent Frederick going from number 82 to number 11. Jeremy Lozon going from 79 to 55. And then Jack Stanika going from number 68 to number 23. These numbers familiar to Bruins fans. Obviously, Greg Campbell wore number 11. Uh, Johnny Boychuk wore number 55. Number 23 was worn by Chris Kelly. Uh, Number 22 was worn by Sean Thornton. And number 18 was worn by Nathan Horton. So all recent cup-winning numbers at the very least. And these younger players clearly having an eye on full-time roster spots, going for more traditional numbers. And those will be, yeah, the jersey numbers that you see on the ice here in the new year. Now also on Tuesday, the NHL announced the NBC exclusive national television broadcast for all teams, including our Boston Bruins, for this regular season. Of course, every Bruins game will be aired regionally on Nesson, can be heard on the radio at 98.5, the Sports Hub. But seven of the 56 regular season games will air either on NBC or NBCSN. Uh, Four of these appearances will be on the NHL on NBC, and then other three appearances will be on NBCSN's Wednesday Night Hockey. The Bruins are tied with the Capitals for the most appearances this season on the NBC schedule. So here are the seven games where the uh, Bruins will be featured on national broadcasts, beginning with a game Wednesday, February 3rd against the Flyers. That will be on NBCSN. Wednesday, February 10th against the Rangers. That's also on NBCSN. There will be a game Sunday, February 21st against the Flyers on NBC. Sunday, February 28th against the Rangers on NBC. We have a game Wednesday, March 3rd against the Capitals on NBCSN. The next game will be Sunday, April 18th against the Capitals on NBC. And then finally, Sunday, April 25th against the Penguins on NBC. Of course, all Bruins games this season will be played against the same seven teams. Uh, eight games each against the new look Eastern Division. And uh, the national games, they've decided to feature the Flyers, Rangers, Capitals, and then one game against the Penguins. Uh, so no games against the Islanders, the Devils, or the Sabres, who are you know probably considered the lesser teams in that division, to be sure. That's it for the latest from Bruins Land. Obviously, no update yet in regards to Zdeno Chara. As I record, it's almost 11 a.m. here on a Wednesday morning. Training camp, like I said, set to begin on Sunday. So still a few days for this team to figure out what they're doing with their captain or for the captain to make a decision on what he wants to do for this season and moving forward. So stay tuned to the latest from the Bruins on that, and I'll be sure to share that on the Twitter account at LO underscore Boston Bruins if something were to break. Before we move on to the mailbag, let's talk for a moment about Built Go. 
Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall that you have hit, you can break through it with Go every day. It's the best workout gel on the market and is basically a 5-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural and better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with a collagen protein that's fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. It's also loaded with good stuff to ignite your workday or your workout, including beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. I also want to mention quickly the new Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's open up the mailbag for the final time in 2020. This week's first question comes from Ross Levitan, who is one of the hosts of the Locked On Senators podcast. And he asks, is this year's Calder Trophy winner currently playing at the World Juniors? Zagras, Byram, Turcotte, Byfield, Stutzel, Cozens all come to mind as options here. I really do think that Tim Stutzel of the Ottawa Senators has a great chance at capturing the Calder Trophy as the NHL's Rookie of the Year. He has looked very strong for uh, a dominated Germany team at the World Juniors. And I think once he's at the NHL level, uh, he has all the confidence in the world. He'll have a prime opportunity on, despite what other people might say, a still rebuilding team. And, you know, getting all kinds of power play time, uh, top six minutes. So I think he could really make an impact. Uh, Zagras for Anaheim looks like one of the best players in the tournament as well. And the Ducks are kind of in a similar situation. So I could see him uh, getting some love as Calder Trophy candidate. Um, And I also think a guy that Ross didn't mention, Marco Rossi, coming from... um, Team Austria, drafted by the Minnesota Wild. I could see him being a a sneaky Calder candidate as well. I really do like his game long-term and think he's going to have a a, a wonderful career for the Wild. I could see him becoming their next captain, uh, to be quite honest. At the moment, the top scorers in the tournament are Trevor Zagras, who has five goals, five assists for 10 points in three games. Dylan Cozens has four goals, five assists for nine points in three games, and then Quinton Byfield with two goals, five assists for seven points. A few other players tied at six points, including Philip Tomasino, who's a Predators uh, prospect. He has had very limited ice time for Team Canada, but four goals, two assists. Um, Just boatloads of talent at the World Juniors this year, 
and uh, really think that, yeah, it's very possible that the Calder Trophy winner is in Edmonton at the moment. Uh, but then, of course, we have Jack Stadnika, who could very well uh, emerge as the Calder Trophy winner this year. Probably a bit of a long shot, let's be honest, but it's uh, it's fun to dream, is it not? But if I was a betting person, I'd go with uh, Stutzel from Ottawa for sure. The next question comes from Zach B at Zach Brooks 29, who asks, what do you think happens with Chara? Well, I thought it would have been resolved by now as Chara made it pretty clear following the uh, playoffs in the bubble that he wanted to play hockey again this year, that he wanted to play in Boston. The Bruins do have the cap space. They've been saying they're waiting on him. I don't know if it's a matter of the Bruins exploring some trade possibilities first, whether there is an offer on the table that he has yet to sign, or whether he is waiting for their final number or, you know, something to put pen to paper on. Uh, But yeah, there's only a few days left till training camp. Uh, My sense at the moment is that he will be back Uh, he hasn't obviously skated yet at warrior for the voluntary skates you'd think a captain would be at the forefront of that he hasn't been there so that kind of makes it a bit gray but in my mind he will be there come sunday Um, otherwise i think he will just not play anymore uh retire or put a pin on things until the offseason and see what happens in 2021-2022. But yeah, I don't know. I would have thought it would be resolved by now and that he'd be set to attend camp on Sunday. Uh, But the longer it goes on, obviously the less less secure I feel about uh, about that decision or about that outcome at the very least. Melissa Burgess at underscore Melissa Burgess asks, favorite Bruins moment of 2020? Well, I'll give one on the ice and one off the ice. Probably my favorite on ice moment was the game four comeback win over the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, The Bruins were down 2-0 in that one, looked pretty uh, lackluster. And then Jake DeBrusque, Burst out with a goal over a sprawling James Reimer. Uh, Kind of not not fully reminiscent of Bobby Orr, but Bobby Orr-esque at the very least. Uh, Midair popping that in past James Reimer for, you know, a great example of what Jake DeBrusque is capable of and what we hope to see more of this year. Connor Clifton then tied the game up at two. Tori Krug made an absolutely amazing pass to Brad Marchand, who put the Bruins up 3-2. And then Jake DeBrusque scored his second goal of Game 4 to make it 4-2. The Bruins eventually won 4-3, scoring four goals over seven minutes and nine seconds, three goals in 4-14. And that was probably my favorite on-ice memory from this past season. Off the ice... Just happened last week. David Pasternak uh, donated his Honda CRV hybrid that he won as the 2020 
NHL All-Star Game MVP to uh, a real MVP, a single mother, Caitlin Hagstrom, uh, who works at Tufts Medical Center. And uh, when she arrived for what she thought was a meeting with her manager, she received a video from Pasternak who said, I have heard all about the great work you have done over at Tufts Medical Center. You're a single mother. I was raised by a single mother. I know how hard it is to be raising a family as a single mother and how much work you have put in and how hard it is for you. I have so much respect for you. He then encouraged her to go outside where the CRV was there alongside blades and some black and gold balloons. And, uh, you know, just a great gift from Pasternak to Hagstrom, who has a four-year-old son who got a Pasternak jersey, new hockey skates, and hockey gear from the Bruins as well. She said uh, she was, you know, still kind of in shock from it. Bruins had her totally fooled. She had no idea about this. Feels so grateful, and it's amazing. She added she didn't know much about Pasternak's backstory. Pasternak and his brother Jacob were raised by their mother Marcella back in the Czech Republic. They remain very close to this to this day. Um, and she said, you know, it's really difficult trying to juggle everything between work, being a mom, trying to do everything. It's really challenging. I feel blessed and grateful that he gave me that Honda. Uh, so really cool of Pasternak to do that. And um, yeah, probably my favorite off-ice moment for the Bruins this year. One other question or feedback came in from J-Rock, J-T-T-J with a bunch of numbers uh, in relation to yesterday's podcast. He said, uh, well done as always. My only beefs are your characterization of Kevin Miller being reliable. Played only 39 games since 2018. When healthy, he can be tough to skate against, but jury is out if he can stay healthy. My uh, comment on him being reliable was, of course, on the ice. He has become uh, a steady shutdown defenseman when healthy, of course, and that is a big question mark as to whether he can stay healthy. The other uh, beef that J-Rock had was Kasha still has done nothing yet, and again, he's had very limited time with the Bruins, and I think a full training camp as well as uh, some regular season reps on a line with uh, either David Krejci or Charlie Coyle down the middle will certainly do a lot to help him get acclimated to the Bruins system. And I'm not yet ready to uh, say that Kasha is a bust by any stretch. In fact, I'm very excited to see what he does on the ice this season. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, here's some information you need to know about a new exciting sponsor here at the Locked On Podcast Network. The NFL regular season is finishing up and the playoff picture has become clear. The NHL regular season is just around the corner and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust and that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with the first deposit that you make. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And some scary, concerning news out of Chicago where Captain Jonathan Taves has been sidelined by a mysterious illness that's left him drained and lethargic, according to a statement released by the Blackhawks on Tuesday. No timetable for his return. He indicated he'll be working with doctors to better understand his condition. He won't join his teammates until his health and fitness levels return to where he feels he can play at a high level. And I, for one, applaud Jonathan Taves. It would be easy for a hockey player of his ilk and caliber to, you know, power through and and kind of ignore it. But the fact that he has acknowledged it and is putting off hockey until things are figured out is very admirable, in my opinion. Um, Bad news, obviously, for the Blackhawks, who are already without Kirby Dock and Alex Nylander. Uh, So the Blackhawks might not be uh, very good this season, which, hey, we don't mind that, do we? Uh, Some RFA potential trade news out of Winnipeg, where Jack Roslovich has asked the Jets for a trade. He's an RFA, reportedly home in Columbus, won't be joining his teammates in training camp when it opens on Sunday. Uh, If he does return to the Jets, he'll have to undergo a seven-day quarantine and have four negative tests. Um, You know, he is a very talented forward. He sees himself having a top six uh, center role, and the Jets seem reluctant to give that to him. Therefore, the impasse uh, that has arisen. And, um, you know, Patrick Laine was on the block with the Jets as well earlier in October. Um, a trade request made by his agent, that didn't come to pass. And um, the Jets seem willing to bring him back into the fold. And we really haven't seen that collection of um, blockbuster trades that we were hoping for with some teams up against the cap. There still are some RFAs to be signed, some pretty big ones, to be honest. Uh, Roslovich is there. There's also Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus, Matt Barzel in New York, Dylan Strom, Luke Coonan, Vince Dunn with the St. Louis Blues. He's a guy that would be cool for the um, Bruins to target somehow as a left-hand shot defenseman. Uh, But those are a couple of the bigger RFA names that are still out there. Of course, our Bruins are well taken care of in that regard after having signed all their RFAs earlier this offseason. And if you missed my offseason recap and lingering questions episode, you can go back and listen to that. That dropped yesterday. Finally here on Wednesday, former Rangers captain and lightning forward Ryan Callahan announced his retirement Uh, he did not play last year and he will not be able to play again because of a degenerative back issue which uh, is very unfortunate I'll always remember Callahan as being featured on uh, HBO's 24-7 and then that game in Buffalo where he met his grandma afterwards that was that was pretty great speaking of good tv finished season three of Justified last night great show if you haven't watched that uh, making my way through Superstore which I really enjoy, and um, that's on Amazon Prime up here in Canada. Very excited about Season 3 of Cobra Kai to drop on Friday. Um, 
I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do subscribe if you don't already. As I mentioned, we'll be back tomorrow with one of my favorite uh, interviews of the year and uh, just kind of a 2020 wrap-up. What a crazy year it has been. Thank you for spending some time listening to me talk about the Boston Bruins on a you know daily or semi-daily basis. And it really does mean a lot to have your support and to, yeah, just be part of this Bruins community. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, friends, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.